and welcome back to Vox Popcast, the weekly pseudo academic roundtable pop culture analysis with drinking and swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, but you can call me Mav, and I am once again here with my co-host, Monica Marvelous. Hey, Monica, how's it going? It's going good, Mav. That was amazing. <laughs> just, can we say what happened just off the... Okay, so Monica was having computer problems. She texted me. My computer just restarted. I was like, all right, I'm just going to start without you and I'll deal you in later. And literally, you logged in as I was saying hello and welcome back to Vox Podcast. So that was so awesome. <laughs> was so My cool. timing is impeccable. I have a. That was amazing. Okay, so we're going to get right to it because we have like such a crazy topic today in slightly limited time. And before I introduce the guest, I just want you to explain what we're doing and why. You mean because this is my fault? It is your fault. Yeah. So a few episodes ago, because everyone knows that I am, I love crap. I just, I love garbage. It's why I made us do an episode about the Fast and Furious franchise. It's why I no keep bringing up Gossip Girl at every opportune mm-hmm. moment. It's why I constantly bring up that I enjoy the dysfunction of 90 Day Fiance. To the point where I schedule my entire week around my Sunday 90 Day Fiance viewing. And then, you know, maybe two months ago on TLC, there pops up a promo for this show that is going to start airing immediately after 90 Day Fiance called Milf Manor. And so immediately I am intrigued because (laughs) it sounds a bit like that 30 Rock plot of Milf Island. And I think. What could this be? And they introduce it as there will be a big twist of these women who want to date younger men. And in the back of my head, I think to myself, it's their sons. And then I'm like, no, that's too crazy. That could never be it. And then I think about the fact that we're watching this on TLC, which is the learning channel. And the reason that I love 90 Day Fiance is that usually it is 23-year-old Moroccan men and 65-year-old women from Alabama. And I think, no, it absolutely will be their sons. And that is exactly, (laughs) listeners, what MILF Manor is. It is a bunch of women between the ages of 40 and 60 who are incredibly into relationships with younger men and younger (laughs) men who are somewhere between the ages of 20 and 30 who are into relationships with older women. But it is a show in which it is mothers and sons who have been brought on to date within the same dating pool. Um, And so it is a bunch of mothers going, oh, no, she's not good enough for my boy. And a bunch of moms (laughs) going, I don't want you hitting on my mom. And then they make it weirder by having them sleep in the same hotel rooms, Lucy and Desi style, which I mean, two beds and a nightstand in between. And so if you are thinking, what sick individual came up with this? Yes, you are. And we're going to talk about it today. Okay. So, so before we get too far, because it's already laughed in the back. And so you proposed this and I was like, I am watching this show. I, yes, I absolutely. And then if people have listened to our show before, they know that there are three other co-hosts, none of whom's voice you've heard so far, because Wayne, Hannah, and Katya, especially Katya, would all sooner die than watch this program. <laughs> Monica says, do we, you know, do we have anybody? And I'm like, I know a guy. So, so I want to introduce Michael Burns. Hey, Michael. Hey, what's up? I'm glad that I get to be that guy. And nice to yeah. meet you, Monica. 
I'm just, yeah, I'm glad that someone thought of me in the context of what sort of sickos do I know who will be excited to talk about MILF Manor at length. And like, literally, I text Michael, I was like, hey, do you want to come on Vox Pop and talk about MILF Manor? And your answer was, that's the easiest question I've had all day. (laughs) So who are you, Michael? And why do you, why are you into the show? My name is Michael Burns and I'm a trash TV addict and I work at a place called Wisecrack where we make videos and and streams and stuff like that about pop culture with a little bit of academic flair, very much sharing DNA with with y'all's lovely show. And I just find Milf Manor one of the most fascinating concepts for a reality show ever. But I also think it's maybe the most poorly produced reality show I've ever seen in my entire life. And I would pay money to sit in a room which is locked with the producers and just ask them why about so many things because i think the show could have been a work of art i'm excited to talk about it the, the budget on this is clearly i mean okay it probably cost them about 10 grand to get everybody to the island and i think they had 47 dollars left to make the show and that's what <laughs> they made that 47 dollars stretch <laughs> yes and i think they forgot that reality shows need to have stakes however arbitrary they are but when you watch the show i don't want to jump at too much but like out of nowhere on episode three it's like someone gets a text message it's like oh someone's getting kicked off today for a very arbitrary reason that's coming out of nowhere and you're just like what what is happening no one ever established this also maybe worth noting that there's no host no there's no host they're just there they get text messages and they're told to do stuff every once in a while and then they just do it and the couple that got uh, Calling them couples, which is weird because, again, as Monica pointed out, they're all mothers and sons. But yes. the, pa- the pair that got kicked off, to be fair, they are by far the most boring two people on the show. So much so that, like, the episode where they're like, someone's getting kicked off. And then you started seeing them and you're like, wait, who are they? Were they yes. on the show before? <laughs> yes, they didn't even show them. They hid in the room the entire time. Because so Monica gave the spoiler away. The spoiler, the twist, you find out what? Two minutes into the show? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and clearly no one is that shocked. No, no, because no, like you're like they reveal the curtain comes up and it's like all the moms are now fading none. They're like, oh my God, what's going on? How are how is this gonna be? And then like that's like two minutes in and it's really obvious. And then after that, it's just like, okay, I guess we're just going to deal with this weird situation. And I think that the one team, the one pair, mother and son pair, basically, I think what probably happened behind the scenes was they revealed this. And then these two people were like, nope, no, this is too weird. And they hid in their rooms. And after three episodes, the producers are like, okay, we're going to have to vote them off the show because they're not doing anything. <laughs> just, Ooh, just and God bless them. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, and I forget all the names. I should pull up the cast so I can refer to them yeah. by name. But, you know, even the young gentleman who is the male stripper guy, when he leaves at one point, I loved his vibe where he was just like, this is weird, man. Like his whole vibe yeah. was like, I just can't do this. I'm just like, not into this. And he just, tells his mom to this. stay. I need to go. Yeah, yeah. His mom stays. Yeah. Good for her. But I, that was the point of that show. I was like, okay, I feel like one of these people is a real human. Because we could also maybe talk about this, but, some of the people on the show, I've never seen people like this. I've never, especially the young men. And, you know, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm an old millennial, but the affect, the character, the style of dress, the use of African-American vernacular English by white 20 year old boys, all of this was just mind blowing to me. And I was just like, are people really like this? 
you know, and I live in Los Angeles. There's weird people here. Sorry, Monica, I mean, to speak over you. I also live in Los Angeles and I need to own some bias that um, I actually found out that one of these mother son duos is a family friend of a friend. <laughs> and I did ask, you know, some version of, are they like this in real life? And she was like, oh, yes, yes. absolutely. That son used to go on a couple dates with my sister. So yeah. are these real people? Yes. And God bless the casting agents wherever they dug them out of. Um, yes. They should get an award. Everything about it is so incredible. Like these people are just. I'm reading their bios on the website now, by the way, on TLC. Think mm-hmm. more information is revealed in these bios than were revealed in the entire show. Like Harrison, the guy who's a stripper who left. Harrison lives in Los Angeles. Didn't know that with his mom. Knew that. Currently in college playing football. Didn't know that. Hoping to make it to the NFL. Didn't know that. At no point are you going to drop that in the show? Because <laughs> the show wants to exist just on its concept. The show doesn't want to, and it's weird. Like it doesn't want to be salacious, even though it's an obviously salacious premise. It's trying to say, hey, we're the learning channel. So this is the sophisticated version of do you want to fuck your mom's friends? Like it's <laughs> like it wants to be wholesome and it wants to be, we are doing a grand social experiment because. You know, this would be wrong if it were old men trying to hit on young women. So we've reversed it just to see what happens. And now go forth and try to find a lasting love connection with these people that you've met, you know, a couple days ago. And it's just weird. Like, I don't think they want to have any of the, the, you know, like what a classic show, a classic reality show whether it's whether it's something like a competition show like survivor Mm. or it's something you know like a bachelor or whatever like you you cast the show and then you got 20 contestants and then someone somewhere some producer says all right these people are going to be the villains and you manipulate things to kind of do that and they've got one woman who is the villain kelly yeah for the first two episodes and then they just kind of get bored with that. And she's just fine. Like, because she, she screams at people in Mexico and she screams at uh, women whose first language is Spanish, that they're not allowed to speak Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So she's the bad guy for like episodes one and two. And then that just kind of goes away. She's well, just kind of. I have a question for you guys. And I wonder if I missed the point of the show here. Because my biggest gripe is like, I don't think any of these people were actually down for the cause. And by that, no, I mean, they I, didn't I, cast people with the exception of like, Kelly and So Young, I think, would have gleefully had sex with young men and no judgment yes. on that. I think they would have. Right. I think almost none of the men were, so to speak, about that life. And I think, no, like, for example, the only person who really even does like some smooching in the show was Jose, who was the mm-hmm. only one any of the mothers liked anyways, because right. he was almost 30 and carried himself like an he's, adult. Yeah, he's like, 30. He's smooched. Not- not great, yeah. Not that great a age difference. There was the one Stephanie ends up kissing Ryan, not Gabriel, right? Yeah, Ryan and Ryan, who's yeah. also like a thirty-year-old man. Yeah, and so so there's an age difference. Like these are forty-year, forty-five, forty-seven-year-old women dating a thirty-year-old. It's not the end of the world, right? I don't think the young men, because you know, they didn't know they were going on a dating show with their moms. They weren't told that. That's the surprise. And the moms don't know they're going on a dating show with their kids. That's the surprise. I'm not clear that the mom, not clear on the moms. And I'm certain the sons didn't know that they were going on a show to meet 
older women. I think they were told they were going on a dating show and they didn't know who the women were going to be. And they probably they tried to pick people who they thought would be down for older women. But like what you want is you want to show where you want a 20 year old who's like, I only date women and therefore that's what you're looking for. And none of them were that guy. Like, in fact, the Kelly's son, Billy, the hot. No, that's not, no, that's not Kelly's son. That's oh, no, not her, his name, Joey, who looked Joey. like he was 18. Yeah. Yeah. And he said he was 20, almost 21. And he's like, I've dated an older woman. She was like three years older than me. And I'm like, eh, okay, I guess if you were, if you're like 17, then maybe dating a 20 year old, it feels older. But like, I don't get the impression that he really dates 40 year old women. I mean, he kind of seemed like a virgin. He seemed extremely un, you know, unprepared to be there and bless his heart. He did the best he could on the show more so than some of the other guys. Like he, he at least tried to take it seriously, but he was still a 20 year old dude who is on this show dating a 58 year old woman. And while his mom is trying to mack on every guy on the show, like, it was weird. I get it. I, I think I want to get it. Also, the reason this doesn't work for me as a dating show is that there isn't ever that building of relationship, like mm-hmm. narrative that you see mm-hmm. that happens in something like bachelor. The Bachelor or even something honestly in like an F boy island type scenario. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the fact that these relationships. I, one, you never learn anything about them because that's not what it's about. What it's about is, you know, getting them to fuck. But that's not happening. And, not and therefore, no, like, no relationship is being built. So then there's no overall narrative the way that you would expect there to be within a dating show. So that's the part where it, like, falls a bit flat. A hundred percent. I just a hundred percent agree with you. that There was just no narrative momentum in any way shape or form we weren't pushing or building towards anything and the big reveal was like couples writing on paper if they like liked each other and then saying that they would still be friends or maybe date and it was so clear it wasn't happening and the biggest romantic connection the whole time was like who is it like when Joey flirts with like Paula's uh, daughter? Sorry, yeah, yeah, her daughter. Yeah, yeah, Paula. When, yeah. when they bring the people from home, they bring the, you know, relatives from home to come in and quiz them. And this kid who's like 20, you know, one of the other women, her daughter came in and her daughter is clearly like 21. And she's like, so, you know. They had more chemistry in 30 like, seconds yeah. than we and, saw with Joey. And I'm forgetting the name. She's the woman who sings on Sunset Boulevard or something. Yeah. You know, they were together the whole time. And the one time they truth or dared that they had to kiss. And she mm-hmm. like awkwardly Pretty kissed good. the side of his mouth. And it was horrible. I'm yeah. going to say this is also to me on the part of the producers, because there is a very genuine moment in episode two where Jimmy mm-hmm. finds out that Sue Young mm-hmm. slept with his <gasps> best friend. <gasps> best part of the show! <laughs> best part of the show! Just coming up! Yes! Okay, Sorry. set the scene. Like, okay, so okay. the point of that episode is they have here's to secrets. Everyone has a secret. And they have to try and stump each other with the secrets. And because Sue Young is incredibly mm-hmm. competitive, she's like, oh, I'm going to pick a secret that I don't think anyone would guess. Without realizing mm-hmm. then she would have to fess up to which one was her secret. So her secret mm-hmm. is that she has slept with her son's best friend. And right. her son completely unravels, unstaged in the most real reality show moment 
I have ever seen. In which he gets a like a little FaceTime recording confessional. He gets wasted and naked and swims around in the pool and says that his life is too real for a good 10 minutes. And all of the other moms show up with water bottles and they're like, please, you need to drink something. Yes, and it felt like he would. It was like a sort of thing like there's a thing that Freud talks about somewhere, which is like that one of the worst things that could happen is the neurotic has the object of anxiety or the fear that's irrational. But then that thing actually happens, which then mm-hmm. convinces the subject that maybe all of their anxieties are real. And it just felt like that moment. It felt like a moment where this person was like, man, you know, the worst thing that could ever happen would be if my mom fucked my best friend. And then she did. So at that point, he just seems to psychically unravel because. Yeah. Where are their limits about what could and couldn't happen? And I mean, I like, I guess, like, on a trashier show, you'd have everybody would. You know, this is where the point. If it were cast well and thought out, all the other guys would be like, "Oh, so she is down." And then, like, they'd be trying to get with the mom. But instead, what just happens is the mom feels horrible. All the other moms feel horrible for him. All the other sons are like, oh, dude, well, you know, I'm sure it wasn't, you know, like, I'm sure like people are trying to talk him out and they're just trying to be good friends, except for, you know, they all met this dude like last week. <laughs> so it's just awkward. And they're all off camera. And this was yeah, the perfect they, opportunity they talk for producers to be like, oh, time for group therapy in front of everyone. Because yeah. that's yeah. when a show is proposed to be this messy why are you not leaning into that because this is the moment that like that they hoped would come out and then they do nothing with it clearly everyone's emotions are at a 15 and you because the kids unraveling like they're trying to they're afraid the kid's gonna kill himself producers do yes yeah, the producers of The Bachelor would have made a meal out of that. Yeah, <laughs> but they're but the producers of the show. They see the kid; he's spiraling, and he's just like, "I'm going to drink tequila, and I'm going to stand here naked in this pool and swear that I'm okay." And he's clearly not okay. And everybody's like, "Okay, let's not push his buttons because he's having a you know he's having a crisis." And you know they're doing the human thing which you would want people to do in real life but it's a reality show so you kind of need to torture the kid and it's and the show doesn't want to go there which i think is weird like i actually i mean i'm gonna use this word i liked it because there's in that moment it's like the show shows you oh well if a whole bunch of people are put together and forced into this situation turns out they'll just all be compassionate i guess that's good <laughs> yeah. I mean, except for like Ryan and Gabriel, all the guys seem to get along pretty well and like mm-hmm. support each other and looked out for each other, which was very nice. And I will say in many ways, it was an interesting reflection on especially like Gen Z and younger millennial men. Like they seemed a lot more emotionally in touch in certain ways than a lot of guys on dating shows do. So I'll give them credit for that. There was a lot of like really interesting like gender blurring outfits from the guys which was really fun you know they mm-hmm. were an interesting group i just like i just why couldn't they do more with that i don't know yeah i was it was it's a weird show like i just i don't think it knows what it wants to be i it's not the show that it was sold as like like they're not 
it like I think they wanted to use they want the alliteration of MILF Manor rather than Cougar Country or something. I don't know what they yeah. like, like like it doesn't fit the idea of what I expect out of the American pie MILF 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 thing. And yeah, no. well, what could it fix this? Like, yeah. yeah. Is there a universe either of you think the show could potentially work with the format they have with the Suns, right? Or my guess would be this show could work but they went too far with the mothers and sons thing. But I'm curious how you both think this show could work in a future iteration. I think it could work with this premise. You just have to cast. So when we talked about this, Monica, a couple of weeks ago, I said, and this is when, you know, when it was still airing, I was like, well, the problem is I would go on this show and I would be real chill. Cause I want my mom to be happy. So I've gotten no problem. I mean, even now I'm 48 years old. My mom's in her sixties, but even it, when I was 20 and my mom was in her 40s, if my mom's trying to like hook up with dudes, I'm all for it because I want my mom to be happy and I'm a good supportive son. And therefore, as Monica said, I make for horrible television, right? You don't want to cast me on this show because I'd be the kid being like, oh, mom's into it. All right, just hang a sock on the door so you can have the room tonight. And <laughs> like, that's me with my mom. And therefore, I'm horrible television. I get that, right? But like, I think that moment with like So Young and her son, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, like that moment needed to happen more. Or when Kelly gets mad at the Mexican women for speaking Spanish, like, you know, she was and she was like, well, this is, you know, the majority of people can't understand you. So it shouldn't be about you being comfortable. It should be about us. And like it was there was so much white privilege in there that could have been interesting. But then it goes away. Like, I think that you need bad guys. You need bad guys who are willing to burn the burn the world in order to be famous on television in order to make this show work. And you need a couple of sluts like you needed to have somebody who was I mean, Kelly tried to avenge, but Kelly just kissed people like I don't even know, like if she hooked up with anybody, there's it's implied that maybe her and Jose slept together once. And if they did, you know, it was just sort of. Oh, well, they like each other. Good for them. No, you need somebody who's willing to sleep with several different people and cause drama or the show isn't interesting because beyond that, the show is just, hey, sometimes older women like to date men who are slightly younger than they are, you know, because the ones most of the relationships that were working were, you know, just an age difference of like 10, 15 years. And, you know, I've done that. (laughs) So it's fine. (laughs) You know, like that can happen. Right. I do think some of it's casting and being able to spend Mm. more time to find those people. I think another part of this is the parameters of the show, because a lot of these reality shows, like when you talk about something like The Bachelor and they do a group date, like it's not really a date. It's a competition that they're calling a date versus Mm. all of these dates were just real dates. Which is a little let's go parasailing. Yeah. Which is <laughs> yeah, a little like... bit boring, frankly. Like you you need a little bit more of the competition aspect. Like the very first episode, they make the moms pick out their children by touching their abs. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, that was so weird. And, yeah. <laughs> and I need more of that. Like th- that's why I'm like, we need to come I need sicker individuals in the writer's room coming up mm-hmm. with scenarios. <laughs> And I need a smash room Jersey Shore style because no one is going to bang in the same room as their mom. And this is a pretty small house given the production budget. There aren't really private spaces. 
for people who mm-hmm. I think like Sue Young, who is willing to like have sex with her son's best friend, who would fuck if there was a room to do it in. There right, literally right, yeah. is nowhere for anyone to have sex on this entire Yes. Set. And I think that So Young, I think So Young and Charlene and Kelly to an extent were a really good example of this in so mm-hmm. much as I got the vibe and I say this affirming it. They should do this. No judgment that they were down to fuck. Right. And Charlene, well, Charlene, is, said so. Charlene was yeah. like, Charlene's like 45, 46 years old. And she's like, and she like, she had a complex when it first started. She was interesting. She might've been my favorite character. Cause she was like, well, I'm clearly the heaviest woman here. That's going to be a problem. And the problem was, what if no one wants to, no one wants to hook up with me? And then she did have guys who were, you know, who were taking her up on it. Yeah, Ryan and Alistair. Yeah, and then they, she was just, she was so sexually aggressive that they were all afraid of her. They, this is why I think the guys were the worst part of this show. Yeah. Because if those guys were truly like young dudes who were just like, hey, I'm super sexually attracted to older women. Let's have some fun. Someone would have, absolutely, because she was totally DTF. Yeah, she was, and she basically said so. She was like, "Look, I don't." He's like, "The only way we can find out if we have chemistry is we, you know, we have to start making out." And everybody's like, uh, and "I'm like, no, fucking kiss her." She's asking for it, and you're on a dating show. That's what this show is. So she understood the program she was on, and nobody else did. Well, nobody else did except for Kelly. And that woman <laughs> would have had sex with the fruit at the sex ed <laughs> demonstration. She yeah. was so <laughs> down. Yeah. Like the starts screaming at everyone else, being like, sex is normal. And it's like, yes, it is. But you can also tell that this is coming from a place of a woman who was like, I was promised young dick, and it's not <laughs> happening. Yes. It's not happening. Yes. Yes. I would be pissed too if I were her or them in that instance. You were sold a, a faulty good a bill of goods. Yeah. And so, okay. So here's the final thing then. Did we like it? Because because it was, I mean, it's only, the show is only eight episodes, I think. Nine, it's nine episodes. I, I couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> like, it's not good, but I was it's like, this good. is, it's right? interesting. And yeah, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I mean, I watched all of it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm looking at it. It has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Oh my God, I didn't realize it was 17? Yeah. Yeah, it's literally like no one liked it. And the only people that I know who watched all of it, and I know a lot of people, are the two of you and my wife who literally she's like, oh, okay, because I was going to watch it. I'm gonna, I got to watch this for the show. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll watch the first one with you because this will be easy for me to walk out on. And then we get through the first episode and Steph goes, damn it, I guess I'm going to watch all of this. <laughs> because it's weirdly addictive it's you know like my wife loves reality tv dating competitions it's a thing like it was one of the first things we bonded over watching together Mm -hmm. and she watched 20 minutes which is like nope good i'm good (laughs) i'm out um and i think that you have to like you you either have to make the show for sickos Mm -hmm. and just lean into it like exactly what monica was saying you were saying a second ago make it a show for sickos or retool it so it's more of a traditional-ish dating show where the women are older than the men, but they're in this mm-hmm. weird middle spot where it's not sick enough, but then it's also not normal dating show enough. So we're all just watching it, waiting for something to happen, but then nothing does. Can you all do? All I wanted was a hookup. The whole, I was just waiting yeah. every week. I was like, someone has to hook up. 
Nothing. Oh, you watched it week to week. You watched it. See, yeah, see, I binged it over a week period. That was a better way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and Monica, you watched it in like a week too, right? I watched it all in one night. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> what a oh, journey you went on. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> you wanted just, it to be uh, as chaotic as possible. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, like, I don't know that I could have done nine weeks because I would have just, I would have just been too irritated with them by the end. Cause it's just like, Oh God, if somebody doesn't, if someone doesn't fuck next week, why are we even here? It's just, <laughs> it's how it felt a lot. You know, like I do see that. <sighs> Can't imagine watching it that slow. Would the show have worked like the premise of the show? And they've said this, even though it's weird. Cause it's just the contestants saying it. Cause like, like Michael pointed out, there's no host and it, it needs a host. I think a host would help. I think, I think you need somebody, either a host or you need like, uh, what's, um, fuck, what's it called? Monica can't fuck Island. What's that show actually called? Oh, uh, to handle? To handle. Yes. yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you need yeah, an, yeah. Yeah, actually, a little Alexa cone. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The little robot that talks that hosts the show on can't fuck Island. Like that's fine. Like you need somebody stirring the pot because just left to their own devices they're going to be, you know, conflict averse. Right. So I want that. But then they, one of the, like they said, we're doing a social experiment because, you know, people get in problems when it's older women with younger men. Um, would it have worked better if we had a combination, like if there were dads and daughters there too, or would the problem have been just too much hooking up within your own age group? Well, what if they do this? Here's my pitch. They set it up such that there is a group of men in one manner and they're with women who are not their moms. Mm-hmm. But those men's moms are in another manner with they're with men that aren't their sons. We let them get halfway in and then they all have like a meetup together, like a cocktail party dinner. And then Ooh. everyone has to confront that and like meet the person their parents do. And then we kind of see like who's dealing with it. Well, I mean, that's one of the only ways I could see keeping the familial element and the show being good. I'm not sure. Yeah. Cause I'm not sure the family thing, cause most of the family, most of the time for the families, I think one of the people was interesting and the other wasn't right. So Ryan tries to be a little bit of a villain. There. Ryan is this, is this black dude who is sort of feuding with Gabriel, this very pretty young white man. This uh, Gabriel has the most beautiful eyes. He, I think he's a model, isn't he? Didn't he say he was a model? I don't remember. It's, but. It's, they've said he was a model. Yeah, yeah. And he was the one. And Gabriel's secret was that he turned one of his friends bisexual. And you're like, okay, that's not really a secret about you, but I get it. And like Ryan tries to be a villain there, but Ryan's mom, Shannon, I think, yeah, one of the most boring people in the history of reality television. Like I don't care about her, Kelly. Her son was Joey, and all I can say about Joey is that he tried, right? Like, he wasn't interesting. I I guess Pola and Jose were the, like, in that they were the two characters that each had the most suitors. Like, Jose definitely had the most women liking him, and Pola probably had the most men liking her. So, as a pair, I guess they're the main characters, but for most of the for most of the couples, I either like the son or I like the mom. 
And then the other person is just wasted space. Like, like you even said, Harrison just leaves because he's just like, this is not for me. I am not enjoying myself here. Other than, you know, he was cute. He had a really good script keys dance. And then after that was over, he's like, I'm done. I've done what I came here for. And I must say, and then maybe this is because I'm a sicko, but the thing about <laughs> Paula and Jose and the fact that their primary language is Spanish is there were so many mm-hmm. times where they would say, I'm here for my mom or I'm here for my yeah. son. And I'm like, but what if fuck each other? More people. I'm just, I just want to stand with Monica on this one. More people than they would admit were watching the show and had the same thought. Well, cause one where it happens is like they have the, uh, they have two places where that's even an issue are the feel up your son and figure out which one they, he is by the abs or whatever. And then they had the one which was, can you, can you, who can massage the best? And then like, you got to, mas- they were all blindfolded. And they the women and, up and, their mothers and, and, up and, mas- and, you know, so you might end up massaging your own mom. And one guy was able to, he's like, I'm pretty clearly massaging my mom and she's moaning too much. And I don't like this. And, and like, but like, that's why the contest is there, right? Like, it's just trying to get you that creepy incesty thing. Which more if of you're going to do it, it's the only, yeah. It, well, but yeah, if you're going to do it, you, if you're not going to do that, then why even have the related couples? Like, what's the point if you're not going to have the, if you're not going to have the creepy factor? And I guess that's what it comes down to. Right. And I don't know that I need the creepy factor. I'm, I could be into the older, younger factor. If they, <laughs> if people actually hooked up, like that's what you're hoping for. Right. Like, right. Like on, when you watch the bachelor, you're really, when do they get to the fantasy suite? You know, like that's like the, that's the whole thing or on too hot to handle. It's like, you're not, you're not watching too hot to handle hoping for them to make as much money as possible. Right. You're 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 watching it and they have sex. Right. That's yeah. That's what I'm looking for. So I guess, I I don't know. And we did bring this up a little bit, but would people have watched the Dilf Island more? I don't know. I'm interested in it. And I don't know that I'm, but I don't know that I'm the regular uh, audience. I think people might've thought that was problematic. I'm not saying it's problematic. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not. I feel like that would have played weird. Yeah. That's kind of same. I, and I like they, they present it as though like TLC the world think, Dilf Island though. Isn't right. that the difference? Like we live on Dilf Island. Right. And TLC wants you to think that, Oh, we could never, you could never get a, you know, this is the dangerous show. The, uh, the other show would be obvious, but I don't think you could do the other show. I don't think you could like, I don't know that we call it what sugar babies, right? Like, could you do sugar babies, the show? Hey, here's a show where it's young women or it's where it's, men trying to meet younger women but the twist is every woman here is somebody's daughter like i don't know like maybe you'd get physical fights because like you'd probably have dudes who are like i'm totally gonna nail your daughter dude and then like maybe they punch each other i think which is what you're hoping for if it was the mixed gender show that we've suggested of are people going to date inside or outside of their age group but then potentially you wouldn't just end up with normal dating show but your parents are there i don't think this show's getting another season is what i guess we, <laughs> there's no like they just they had it i think they had the title first and then they're like what do we do now and they blew it they blew it for all of us <laughs> yeah all the all of us sickos could have had a really fun thing to look forward to once a year and now they took that from us and now we have to repress all of those sicko tendencies 
and pair a therapist to work through them with us. Well, we still get, I mean, so I, I just, before we end up, I just know like Michael, you share one of my favorite reality shows, which is not technically a dating show though. My favorite sh- episodes are always when people do end up dating, which is the circle. Oh my God, <laughs> God I love that show so much. The circle is my favorite of all the shows and I can't help it. But like, so, cause I'm thinking maybe the answer is that TLC is just not willing to go there because I think Netflix would have made somebody fuck. <laughs> they would have found a way. <laughs> they just kept going like, Oh, there was the one point where Kelly goes on the date with the one dude and she's, and she even says, we're going to get drunk. And then we're going to get naked and we're oh, going to have was sex. not about that. And they get drunk and he's like, Nope, I respect you too much. And she's like, dude, I'm trying. And she's like, she all but says, I'm trying to make good television. I'm trying to get laid and make good television. Please take your clothes off. And he's like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to my mom. She's like, what's wrong with with Kelly? And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and see my mom. (laughs) It's like, Oh God, you dude, that's creepy. You're like 30. Stop. (laughs) So we've resolved nothing. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Do we recommend the show? I, I put it in good conscience. <laughs> no. I can't. I, I want to, but yeah. I can't. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, I mean, I gotta know, let us know in the comments if you've watched it. I'm really curious if anybody else gives it a shot. Because it's, it is, like, I don't want to even say it's a train wreck. Because on a train wreck, it needs to be worse. Yeah. yeah like, like nothing bad happens. It's just, it was just like, how did they get nine episodes of television out of this? This is eight, I mean, 40 minutes per episode. This is eight solid hours of TV. <laughs> and I was like, how did you manage this? I don't know. But if you do give it a shot, I want to know. Let us know. <laughs> Michael, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Monica, it's so great meeting you. I love your guys' show. Real fun to get to come on here because no one else was sick enough to do it. <laughs> I just I should let people know. So how do I know you? Like, what do you do outside of talk, talking about really garbagey television that no one else is watching? It's like, oh, I work primarily. <laughs> yeah, I watch this stuff too. I, and you know, the reason I know Chris slash Mav slash many names he goes by is because I host a stream for Wisecrack called Wisecrack Live. And Chris is very much one of the most important people who is a part of that community and helps run the chat. And we have really fun conversations there. And he's come on the stream before. So, yeah, that's yeah. how I've been blessed enough to get to know you. And that's so that's well, okay. I guess Wisecrack is just the YouTube show, so it's on whenever you want to watch it. But if you care about the live show, when's that on? Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific time. I guess that is uh, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, 2 p.m. in the morally correct time zone and then yes. 11 <laughs> if you're oh, weirdo yeah. on the West Coast. Yeah, 11 a.m. Uh, at sticko time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, which is odd because it's the middle of the day and I and like... So I don't teach on Thursdays. Like, I guess last week you guys did Friday instead. So I wasn't there because I was teaching. So I'm at home just grading on Thursday. So I know why I'm there. But there's just so many people there. Wonderful people who are fun. But I'm like, how is everybody just sitting here during the middle of the work? <laughs> never just stealing time from their employers. I love it so much. <laughs> Monica, what about you? How do I know you or where can they find me? Where can you find you? <laughs> 
how do you know me? You oddly, you know, it's funny because like again, you know me. I was gonna say from this show, but no, from my other show, basically. It's how we how Monica and I met is on my other podcast. So that's true. And now we are mm-hmm. internet friends who have never met Absolutely. in real life. <laughs> That's it. I don't think. Yeah, I guess. Have we mentioned that? Yeah, you're the only person. All the rest of us on the show know each other in real life. Monica's the only person who none of us have ever actually met. We'll fix that soon. Anyway, where can people find you? I could be a sicko. Well, <laughs> we know you're a sicko. Yes, that's true. I have fully outed myself after this episode. And if you want to talk more about MILFs or 90 Day Fiance or any <laughs> oh, other God. dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter or on Instagram. That's at Monica Marvelous. And on Instagram, that is L-O-U-S. And on Twitter, that is L-O-U-X. Do you really want to invite people to talk about MILFs? To I guess. Yes. If you could go for yes. it. All right. <laughs> and as always, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. All the places. Always at Chris Maverick. You can follow the show. All those same places, except for Instagram, because Instagram sucks. Those bastards. At Vox Popcast, you can follow the show's blog at www.voxpopcast.com, where we post about whatever we're going to be talking about next week. I have no idea what that is. One of us needs to write a call for comments because I actually don't know what the plan is. And you can leave us comments on this show or any other show. Sometimes we pick guests from the comments on the blog. If you enjoy the show, and we certainly hope you do, then please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever the hell else you get podcasts from. And do us a favor, leave us a five-star rating. That really helps us out, especially if you don't just leave a rating, if you leave a review and, you know, say a little something about how much fun this is. Say, you know, five stars, I would date a MILF too. And then, you know, you'll end up on a watch list, but I'll laugh and that'll be fun. <laughs> I would like to thank Maximilian of Thought for Music for our epic theme song, building ever so more epically and playing us out. I'd once again like to thank Michael for joining us. I'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much. 